I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I am your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and in this episode, we're going to give you some insulation against burnout at the end of the year. Now, for many people, this is the last work week before they take their holiday vacation. In many large organizations, it's often mandated to take off time between Christmas and the new year here in the United States. And in small businesses, many business owners plan to be away from the office during those same days as well. Now, of course, in retail, manufacturing, and direct service organizations, well, they're still up and running throughout the holiday season. And these strategies that I'm about to share with you today will absolutely help for you if that describes you too. Now, also, if you're listening to this podcast at some point in the future and you're not entering into the holiday season, you are still going to find great value in the ideas presented in this episode. Now, if you think about for many of us who are about to take some time off, those final days right before the vacation starts is where we absolutely put the pedal to the metal and get so entirely much stuff accomplished but it often leads us to completely feeling burned out as we enter into that vacation. So we want to go into this holiday season and into your time off and away from work, not feeling quite so burned out. Well, burnout is one of those terms that just gets thrown around all of the time, especially lately. So let's talk about first, what is burnout? Well, burnout is the long-term impact of stress stress that you have over a long period of time. And it is identified by lower psychological and lower physical well-being, as well as dissatisfaction. And at its very worst, it leads to employee turnover. And that means, you know, quitting your job, finding something else to do. Here we are with the great resignation still underway. And I absolutely and firmly believe that stress and burnout is a big contributor to the great resignation. In a recent article in the Harvard Business Review, Elizabeth Grace Saunders talks about her own experience, and she describes how, without even realizing it, and completely on the edge of burnout herself, she was, as she quotes, perpetually exhausted, annoyed, and feeling unaccomplished and unappreciated. So if any of those adjectives describe you, perpetually exhausted, feeling annoyed, feeling unaccomplished, feeling unappreciated, you yourself might be right on the edge of burnout just as she was. So how do you know if you're approaching burnout? Well, the following feelings and physical manifestations and thought patterns that accompany stress will be good indicators that you might be feeling burned out or on your way to burnout. So the first one is when we look at feelings, feeling tired, feeling irritable and cranky, distracted, again, feeling like you're not enough, you're underappreciated, incompetent, inadequate. Those are some of the feelings that mark burnout. 
Um, physically, you might be feeling body aches and body pain. You might be having frequent headaches. You might have an increased appetite or a reduced appetite. Uh, your weight accordingly might change. You might feel nauseous. So some of those physical manifestations are good indicators of burnout as well. And then from a mental and emotional standpoint, you might be feeling trapped, hopeless, depressed. You might have poor concentration. Uh, you might have to repeat certain tasks over and over because you don't quite get them finished. Uh, and you also might be feeling indecisive. Now, any one of these things in and of themselves probably don't indicate burnout, but especially if you have some of them clustering together, that is going to be a good indicator that you're approaching burnout. So let's look then at what are some high-level strategies? What are some specific things that you can do in your life to mitigate against burnout, especially if you feel it nipping at your heels? And especially if you're one of those people who really crank out a whole bunch of productivity, a whole bunch of work right before you go on vacation. The first one we're going to talk about, and we will talk about three. The first one is boundaries and breaks. So the flexible work arrangements that many of us have in this work from home situation are absolutely terrible for boundaries, absolutely terrible for boundaries. So you've heard me talk about setting boundaries on this podcast before, as I talk about things like commuting, you know, putting in a substitute commute to the office and shutting down that workstation at the end of the day. So put in some of those boundaries in place so that your work life is not leaching into your personal life is a critical factor in keeping stress and burnout at bay. And again, we're talking about that long-term stress. And so if you want to put in boundaries in place, you need to put those long-term boundaries in place. It's not just something you do once in a while. It needs to be persistent behavior where you are setting clear and defined boundaries. That means not checking your email first thing when you wake up. It means not checking your email last thing before you go to bed or on the weekends. And if you are going to do any of those things, make sure you have specific time commitments for yourself that you're willing to look at, you know, whether it is email or do some work on the weekends, putting some really tight constraints on yourself will help get those boundaries in place so that work is not taking over your personal life. So boundaries is again, that, that first one. And, you know, this is also huge for those of you who do pull off superhuman feats before taking vacation, be very realistic about what you can get done before your time off so that you are not so burned out that you can't enjoy your vacation. So put those boundaries on now, like a couple of days before your last day in the office so that you know that you're being realistic with yourself and you're doing things that are not necessarily superhuman. Because you know what? In most cases, that work is still gonna be there for you when you return after those days away from the office and you'll come at it refreshed and you'll probably do it better with greater accuracy, greater creativity and innovation than if you cranked it all out right before you left the office. Now I mentioned breaks as well. So set some time, some dedicated time to take short breaks throughout your workday. Again, if you're in manufacturing or direct care or retail, those breaks are usually defined for you. But many of those who of us who work from home are not taking breaks regularly throughout the day. We need those little brain breaks to come back refreshed and refocused to our work. So using a series of timers or scheduling the, the time in your calendar so that you get alerts from your calendar to take even just a couple of minutes away from your regular work throughout the day is really going to help you in terms of staying focused, staying cognitively alert, 
and again, mitigating against stress and accompanying burnout. So boundaries and breaks, that's your first strategy. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Uh, Your second strategy is to actively manage your stress. You know you're stressed. We all are. Everything from the holidays season, being with family or not being with family as the pandemic may dictate, um, the pandemic itself, your job, probably being asked to do more with less at your job as your organization might be experiencing staff shortages and all the rest. So you know you've got the stress. So actively managing. What does that mean? Well, there's a number of different ways you can go about it. One is exercise, getting the regular exercise where you get your blood pumping, your heart rate up, and possibly even the release of endorphins if you're exercising at an intensity level that's high enough to to get that going. Um, Even if you're not exercising at a high enough intensity to get the endorphins going, just being outdoors taking walks, getting fresh air, getting good, solid, again, circulation throughout your body and oxygen to the brain is really going to help with managing your stress level. Another thing, and I'm sure if you've been a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about meditation and meditation is something that's just going to pull you into the moment, have you feel grounded and centered. And again, if you're putting a daily meditation practice in place, that is going to help actively manage your stress so that you don't get to that place of burnout. Some other strategies that people enjoy, and another one that I enjoy is writing. So sometimes I'm doing journaling that is more um, emotional content, if you will. And other times I'm doing free writing, which is more business content, where I am just doing a brain dump of ideas, thoughts about programs and projects I'm working on. And inevitably it helps offload some of the stress and overwhelm that I might be feeling related to those projects. And I also come up with great ideas. So even though the the intention is not necessarily to come up with ideas or have it be an on-paper brainstorming session or uh, on a Word document or whatever I might be using, but even though that's not the intention, usually I get some creative ideas that come through in the process, especially in those times when I am feeling overwhelmed, uh, ways to prioritize my work, ways to minimize things that are repetitive tasks or batch them together, that sort of thing. Those ideas come up when I'm doing that free writing. And again, if it's more on the emotional side, I'll call it journaling. And I have a different process for that. I write that longhand. And again, it just helps take the overwhelm and the stress off. Another thing that one of my colleagues loves to do is baking and baking is her stress reliever. And there's no better time than the holiday season to be baking off your stress. And of course it creates 
nice little gifts that you can give to friends and neighbors and coworkers and family members. So baking might be another great way for you to alleviate your stress. Now, I did start this off by saying actively manage your stress. And so what I mean by actively managing your stress is like I, you know, like I said before, getting that into a routine, whether that's a daily exercise routine, a daily meditation routine, maybe if it's baking, it's on the weekends. And so it might not be a daily routine, but rather a weekly routine. But once you get it routinized, it gives you a predictable structure in which to manage your stress such that it doesn't lead all the way to burnout. Now, my third and final strategy for you, especially during this time of holiday season, but it's a universal. It doesn't have to just be now, but especially it's especially appropriate now. Give. Do something selfless for someone. And that could be giving of your money, giving of your time. It could be giving to charity. It could be giving to family members, neighbors, friends, or, you know, another form of giving is showing appreciation. And that could be showing appreciation to your coworkers, showing appreciation to your manager, maybe your child's teacher or your daycare provider. And don't just make that giving And that show of appreciation, just one more gift to buy on your gift list. You know, especially as it relates to teachers and childcare providers, they probably have enough decorative coffee mugs or umbrellas or whatever the standard teacher gift is that you might give. So avoid those typical teacher gifts. Do a little research. If you want to give something that's financially, that has a financial attachment, find out where they shop or find out their favorite coffee shop, restaurant or whatever, and give something like that. But moreover, write a heartfelt note about the difference that they make in your child's life or how having reliable childcare takes some of the pressure off you so that you can perform at your best, knowing that your child is really well cared for and loved even when you can't be there to do it. So make sure it's heartfelt and personal. One of the things that I've been doing just this last week, again, if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talk about part of my morning routine involves walking my dog after dropping my son off at the bus stop. And usually I walk with a neighbor and her dog. Well, she just recently had surgery and she can't lift or uh, go on a walk with these crazy dogs who pull and play and tussle in the snow and everything else. So I've been taking her dog as well as my dog on the regular morning walks. The dogs love it. And she really appreciates and her family appreciates that the dog is getting the walk and they don't have to do it. And she's not putting herself in harm's way by being pulled by that dog on the icy streets here in the greater Minneapolis area. So, and it's just, you know, it's something I'm going to be doing anyway. I'm going to be walking my dog. And if I can take her dog, especially in her time of need, it, it just warms my heart to be able to do that. So there's just lots of little ways that you can give to, again, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, your family members, whether that's through appreciating them, helping them with something, or giving something that's more material in nature. But when you give, it restores your energy. It restores your faith in humanity, because you know that at least you are giving of yourself and contributing to others. So there you have it, my friends, three great strategies to keep burnout at bay, not just now in the holiday season, but always first off setting boundaries for yourself and giving yourself breaks throughout the day so that the stress of work does not take over your entire life. Uh, Number two, actively manage your stress through some of those routine activities like exercise, meditation, 
writing, free writing, journaling, baking, whatever it is that helps you actively manage that stress, get it into a routine. And third, give. Give of yourself and appreciate. Show your appreciation of others. Those three strategies, my friends, boundaries and breaks, actively managing your stress and giving and appreciating others will help you avoid burnout. There is nothing I wish for you more this holiday season than for you to have an enjoyable time with your friends, with your family. And for those of you who are taking that time away from work, that you do so without the stress and guilt and without burnout nipping at your heels. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Working Conversations podcast. And from all of us here at Working Conversations, we wish you an enjoyable holiday season with your friends and family. And we appreciate you and your listenership. We wish you good health and good fortune now and well into the new year. So until next week, take good care and be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.